0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's 2 p.m. in
2: Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence live on Memphis's sports station, 92.9 FM ESPN. If you're going to play in
1: Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar Today, is hot.
0: special
2: not guest host Justin Moore with Brad Carson on 92.9's so Giannato and Jeffrey Show. It
1: loved, and all Friday, so I if it you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. 201, J.R. Moore and Brad Carson are in studio. Oh, like that song. This is a nice pick, right? Good, Al- good little Alabama pick in there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I bring this on I because in just a second here, we're going to bring on Jeffrey Wright live. From Texas. Texas? I mean, maybe. He might be in an airport or something, but it, it felt like a nice introduction. You think he's got a fiddle in his golf bag? He might have a fiddle in his golf bag. We're about to ask him. Uh, we're going to talk with college football with with Jeffrey Wright, who's our college football expert. The Athletic is putting out its survey about college football. Uh, JR and I sort of looked it over, and we'll talk about that as we well did. as the Grizzlies. Uh, Gabe, who played college football. He did. Uh, kind of get his take on that after we talk to Jeffrey. Seems like a guy who might know one thing or another mm-hmm. about it. JR and I were talking about kids playing or not playing football on injuries, and I told him a fun fact about Gabe Kuhn that's related to injuries. I'll
3: be interested to hear more yeah. about
1: that. So that's at 235. Gabe Kuhn from the Gabe Kuhn Show here on 92.9 joins us at 235. The list at three, which is a patented bit from Giannato Jeffrey designed to talk about various topics that we just sort of come up with.
3: Sometimes I find myself walking around the house when when one of my kids does something and I go, you just made the list!
1: And they look at me like I'm crazy. The drop? They have no idea. You just made the list! Maybe you should put that on your phone. They
3: have no idea what I'm talking about. Like,
1: why are you yelling at me? Yes. Christopher Gabriel is a host on KMJ Fresno. He knows a lot about West Coast news, including conference expansion. So that's what we're talking about with him. Yep. That's at 3.30. Now we welcome on the host of Giannato and Jeffrey. Weekdays, usually now, but Monday he'll be back 2 to 4 here on 92.9 FM ESPN. So is the song okay for now, Jeffrey? Are we still in Texas? We are still in Texas. You know, we always make fun of Florida for being like four
4: states in one. I, I feel like we should really probably include Texas in that because, like, I just feel like Texas is like five states in one, but I guess they kind of get away with it because Texas is like its own thing. So, like, the subcultures are still Texas, but, like, I mean, Austin could not be more different from Houston, which could not be more different from Dallas, which couldn't be more different from, like, West Texas. Like I feel like this state's got a lot of things
3: in one. I mean, Texas is basically this is why they get away with it is because they're basically their own country and they even tried yeah. to be their own country and the US wouldn't let them be their own country. So they're like like all right, you guys are going to be weird over there, so we're just going to let you have your thing in your own culture and uh, as long as you just remain a, U- a, a US state, we'll be all right with it. Yeah,
4: like they do the, you know, whatever like if you're down in the if you're down in the political polls, just like uh just propose that Texas needs to secede from the union. You'll, you'll get a, you get like a quick bump. Yeah. Um, and also, they love to tell you know it's like the only state in the, the constitutionally like the state flag can fly as high as the American flag. It's like yeah. all right, all right, we get it. Yep. Yeah. Is
1: that true? I didn't. I'm learning stuff.
4: Oh yeah. I mean, it's Texas is kind of a
3: cult. Didn't, aren't they one of the only states that has like their own power grid? They won't. They don't do the federal power grid or something something whack like that. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's why that the they were problem? off a few years ago. That's why they yeah, when the snow the problem came problem in. Houston? That was a problem. Yeah. yeah, it was a the problem when they had yeah. snow.
1: Uh, they had a real big. Yeah, power they might have changed their tune on that one.
3: Maybe, no. but I, you know, I feel like they. I still, I still feel like in 2023 they'd be perfectly happy if yeah. they could be like, you know what? Can we just be our own country? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, the other. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if that's true now because don't I think a lot of the casinos in Vegas have like like their own. Like, they have basically their own energy systems. Yes. Like, oh, like that, yeah. Like that's how they maintain it. But I, you're probably right in the sense of it's probably the only, like, statewide that doesn't tap into the federal power grid.
1: Jeffrey, <laughs> not only does Las Vegas have casinos with their own power grids, it now has the world's largest sphere at the end of the strip. That incredible. Go, it is all over Twitter today. It's, and junior we're going to probably talk about this later, but it's 300 and some odd feet – Uh, tall, 500 and some odd feet wide. It will fit sporting events, concerts, and arena events inside of it, and it has bazillions of LED lights on the outside. As you drive down the strip, it illuminates looking like the largest basketball in the galaxy. It's ridiculous. It looks like a world takeover at the edge of Las Vegas. Not on the edge. It's in the center of Las Vegas. It's actually not directly on the strip. It's kind of in a weird location, my uh, nephew said. Have you seen this thing on the internet?
4: Yes. So I was... Uh, two years ago, Aaliyah used to always have a a conference in Vegas every year, like an HR conference that she'd have to go to. Yeah. And so it's basically, it's right behind the Wynn golf course. And uh, so, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, it's also, it's, I think it's the latest example. There's like in Vegas, there's like this kind of undercurrent of an arms race between Caesars and MGM and yeah. like but this I think MSG owns the sphere. Yep. Uh and I guess, you know, I, I I was confused. I didn't I thought it was just going to be a concert venue. Like I did not think they were going to I didn't think they were going to host, you know, a mm. uh, sporting event, but I mean, this thing is I think it was like two and a half billion dollars. Two point five
1: billion. They started it, and it went up because of the pandemic. It's, correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's I mean, ridiculous.
4: I mean, they opened it with two and <laughs> good.
1: that's nice. Yeah, it's the largest I mean, it's, video it's, wall in the world, right? Yeah, yeah. The actual LEDs, yeah. It's is it even a wall? Oh, right. Yeah. It's a circular, no, it's, circular it's, wall. No, it's stupid looking, and now they're just clowning people by putting stuff on it. Right. Like, look at this Jack large Lander. basketball. Yeah, Jack, <laughs> look at this. Like, they're showing off at this point. It's like, incredible. It's, it's, it is ridiculous. I, can't, I
3: could not, st- I got mesmerized and couldn't stop watching videos of yeah. it late last night.
1: And it's the latest example of why Las Vegas will have an NBA team. Absolutely. They'll, they will have a baseball team. Yep. They will have every sort of soccer team. They might even have a damn, uh, you know, uh, y- any sort of thing you want, they'll have it at some point. Yep. Right. Well, the oh. thing
4: that is, the thing that's interesting moving forward. So when we were, when I was in college, we would go to Vegas kind of like, Hey, we wanted to do like, we wanted to go have fun, but cheaper because you know, LA is yes. ridiculous. And Vegas was reasonably affordable. Yep. Like you could go, you know, you could stay at one of the the lesser MGM properties for like 50 bucks a night, uh, you know, you split a room with another buddy and, like, you you could go eat pretty well and you could do, like, the, the fun stuff pretty cheap. If you go now, I swear to God, when we went last December, it's the most expensive place in the country.
3: Oh, great.
1: Ugh. No, it's I mean, stupid. It's, it's stupid.
4: It's like, and so my question, though, is, Is that sustainable? Because clearly what happened was, because I was talking to my cab driver one time, he's like, yeah, it was pretty obvious what they did. After the pandemic and they reopened everything, he's like, they just started jacking up prices. But it's fine right now because they have, like they're basically just ushering in like all these high rollers from Asia. But like, can
3: that gravy train last forever? That's, I mean, that's, you wonder that because here's the thing is that they keep getting I wonder if the population like the of who live there is gonna increase because more stuff keeps going there and and stuff that's like uh like like NBA teams or
1: Victor Wemanyabas
3: playing there. Or the football team and they're talking about getting an NBA team there and like Brad was saying, expansion of sports into Vegas seems to be the city that everybody talks about going to. But it's not it's not a massive city for people who live there, right? Like it's it's over 2 to, now it's
1: over 2 million yeah, it's, it's I, a lot more than market. it used to be that's yeah. certainly true yeah, it's doubled in the last but 20 years you
3: got to wonder like like similar to nashville when does nashville hit where they fi- where it finally planes off when yep. they go all right the this crazy growth where we've had for 10 years it's got to level off at some point point. and well, I think when it gets to there is, can they sustain that that kind of craziness in, mm-hmm. the, in the cost of living even cost of vacationing
4: well, the other thing that's fascinating to me, particularly with sports in Vegas, is they have been heavily dependent on the corporate money. Yes. And so, you know, all these, you know, all the casinos are buying up the suites and buying up the, the tickets and giving them out essentially like as promos, you know, for their customers and whatnot. My question is like, it, that's all fun. Like when, all right, the Golden Knights started, what, was it 17?
1: Yeah, around there.
4: So around 2017, the Raiders, this is in their second year, correct? They just finished their second year. So there's still kind of the enthusiasm of, all right, this is is fun, but, like, you know, what happens? It's kind of like we were talking about yesterday with Memphis and its pursuit of the Big 12. It's like, yeah, it'll be exciting, but if you don't, like, put up winners and, you know, a lot of these people that they're depending on to be their customers, they're – A lot of them are for it, and I just don't know. Like I'm always curious. Like, is this a is this a system that can last forever? With also the massive caveat, I do think most of the people that are running the businesses in Vegas are pretty sharp, and so I assume they would be able to pivot. But I'm like Justin. I just don't know. Like, what is the what is your natural what's your natural fan base for like all of these things? Because like it's not just you know, that's the other thing about when you when you plug into the corporate money. All right, you charge an arm and a leg, but that also means like, what what percentage of your local base can actually pay for that? Like, and you probably just pick one, but uh, I guess that's the classic. They'll they'll figure that out when they have to deal with
3: it. Well, like who is uh, if if you just pick up the Oakland A's and move them to Vegas right now, like they that's a terrible baseball team. Like who is just <laughs> gonna be like what it. Are they going to be I like oh, it matters I can't wait to go see it, the Vegas A's?
1: but yeah I don't think it matters here's for, for oh, yeah. sorry go ahead I, no 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 I, I continue cuz I I I have a I think well, I, I have think the A's is it, No yeah.
3: cuz I'm with Justin It's one thing when the Raiders move
5: it, yeah. and it's and, eight
3: games a year and it's a big correct. it's 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 once a week it's eight games a year and so you're expecting on tourists to come in and want to go to that game if tourists if a bachelorette party comes into Vegas <laughs> on a weekend, yeah. they couldn't give two craps about going to a Las Vegas athletics game.
1: I think here's my take on it. I have the total well, did you opposite. You also see the size. Did you see the size of the stadium
4: they're building.
3: Yeah. It's, no, I've not. It
1: it's in it a little smaller.
4: Like yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so that's it's, smart. It's it's basically yeah. if it's not going to be the smallest, it's going to be like the bottom. Which three. is, by the way, the correct move for any stadium, no matter where it's Absolutely. at. Absolutely. But so okay.
3: So it, but how much? In ticket revenue, are you expecting if you're only going to build a 30,000-seat stadium? Like- uh, you
1: you just want it to be filled. My, my thought, and, and I lived in Las Vegas for three years, so I have a little more of an interesting perspective, I think, having yep. been there from— uh, And now, again, it was 20 years ago, literally 20 years ago. Yep. I contend that, like FedEx is to our airport, is tourism to Las Vegas. You can get there even from Memphis on That's a direct true. flight. That's true. Um, you can get anywhere in the world to, to Las Vegas. You've got L.A. Park Two there. You've got all of the California. You've got the foreign, which Jeffrey you alluded to. You've got some pretty big business. They can just get butts in seats. And I like, for example, when I went out there, you can hit a Top Golf. You can go to Lake Mead and do some Naturals if you want to get out of the fray. You got the cheap downtown, and then you get to the expensive stuff, like you said, which is the majority of it now. But I just think maybe I'm being too unrealistic about this. I just assume they'll – like, look at the Raiders. I mean, they've they've sucked, and you can't get a ticket. It's one of the most expensive tickets in the NFL. They sell out every show they've got. When Danny Gans was there 20 years ago, they sell it out, and now whatever the new hot shows are – they, uh, whether it's Brittany, who yeah. just may, have, may or may I not get slap. Adele. I think Adele's the yeah. big one right now. She's doing weekends with Adele now, so, and she just started doing weekends only, so, and she took a break well, that's by the way.
4: The, that's
3: the greatest gig in the world, right? It's the greatest gig the in Vegas, the world for that, a superstar. That, is, yes. um,
1: that, that residency, if you can get that
3: residency, especially really the way Adele's doing it, where you're doing weekends only. Yes. If you have to live there and do five shows a week, maybe not great, that'll wear on you. Um, uh, it's perfect week, isn't it for a performer for doing week well, having that kind of guaranteed money uh, and doing weekends and it's only it's stupid money that's pretty
4: great yeah well like garth i mean i think garth was the one that first did it like when like obviously we know with elvis and all the other acts uh, that like,
3: ruined Elvis' career yes
4: garth, it did garth did the thing where steve Wynn would send the jet to oklahoma Yeah. i believe on thursday afternoon so garth had the the whole Wynn theater was all like it was basically just garth's like Soundstage, mm-hmm. so like he never had to have equipment. Any like it was all there, ready to go. The plane I think would pick him up Thursday afternoon. He'd do a Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, maybe two on Saturday, one on Sunday, and then he'd fly back. Like, and I mean, I mean that's the reason why we never saw Garth on tour for what ten years yeah, that's or yeah. pretty good. seven eight years. I mean that's that had to be the greatest gig in the world.
3: That's a pretty good way to do. It. And he was just playing acoustic, so he just played like, literally whatever he wanted oh, to. Oh my God. Just so, not just even the backline. Just so him solo acoustic. Put that saves a, money too, right? Still a little
1: microphone, buddy. Crazy. And meanwhile, yeah. I'm here with my ass trying to clean up my yard from three storms in a row, <laughs> having lost the power for three weeks in Memphis. So, uh, go figure. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is uh, the voice you hear on the phone, the host of this show. He's on vacation, and nicely enough, uh, he's joining us here. Uh, it's J.R. Moore and Brad Carson. Where should we start? Should we start on the Grizzlies cha- trade? That uh, is a pick swap that nobody understands. Uh, we uh, could go whatever one, you like.
4: One thing before we do that. Okay, I, I got to figure out if this is me or everybody. And Justin, I think, it's the appropriate guy to, to comment on this. This uh, new system – so I'm going to this brand-new Coliseum tonight at Texas, yep. uh, the the Moody Coliseum. They're – like, the tickets are all through their website. There's no barcode. There's nothing. I am so paranoid that I've, like, wasted 800 bucks and I'm going to get there, and they're going to be like, tough ass, uh, the door's that way. It, the, 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 what happened to, like, just – Send me like the e-ticket or whatnot. Like, what? There's like this whole deal is like your phone is your ticket, and I'm like, okay, the future. It's wonderful. It's awesome. But like, I'm absolutely paranoid that I don't have tickets.
3: This is new information. I actually,
1: do you don't have anything about in your this. Apple
4: Wallet? No. So you do it through apparently Moody's. Moody, the Moody website and Ticketmaster are essentially linked, and you like you essentially have an account on Moody's website and you, allegedly your tickets are there but you click on it it's just nothing like, and so but like it does on the on the out like you click a link that basically says here's your seats like section 103 row d uh, seat 3 and 4 but then you click on it and it's i'm supposed to just trust that whatever's on my phone is going to get picked up by a scanner so
3: is, it a, is it so is it location or is it like a, is it location based, or is it like like how like an RF scanner? How if you you know when you do Apple Pay and you and you just do? I think it's like I think it's like that where you it's essentially I think it's like tap to
4: pay yes. or you know whatever. But
3: yeah. if this is the future, I vote no. I'm with you on that. I don't like that that that's like destined for something to fail
1: i I would I would uh, be I, I don't know what I would do I would be like living at the arena trying to figure this I mean, out and be I will say weird this is, about it this
3: is like a this is a weird deal like I totally get the doing like the ease of trying to do right, paperless I, I, ticketing. Paperless, yeah, we I all get, get that but there are people in this world that still no, that choose to not have a smartphone for good reasons yeah. Um, and
1: I might be down with some of those people. I by know, the way. And like, what do they do? No, I,
3: I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If we
4: did a like a mental health survey of yep. those people versus the rest of us that are
3: addicted
1: Absolutely. to our phones, 100%. I guarantee you, they win that battle. Absolutely, it's not close. No, like people who without phones are happy people. I mean, listen, the, Aziz Ansari did an entire
3: bit at one of his uh, stand-up shows, at, <laughs> basically because he got in, uh, you know, lawsuits and got in trouble, yeah. and said, you know, about and it started with some DMs, and he went, "That's fine, I'm getting rid of all of it. I am team flip phone." And this man carries wow. around a flip phone. He has part of his his management team does his social media or whatever, yeah, and he has a, a laptop and a flip phone, and well, what, what's you he gonna think- do?
4: Oh, I think a hundred percent. Like I just think about it, like on a on a micro level. Like I've largely unplugged for this last couple of days, right? And like, yeah, I'm not locked in on knowing every single freaking thing that's happened on the planet. But guess what? That's probably the way that it it's was meant. Probably to be. better that Like, way. like I, I just don't think we were supposed to know all this. But I'm also curious. Doesn't it feel like we're kind of on the tail end of? Everyone in the business thinking social media was the most important thing and growing your brand. Like, it feels like we're starting to get some data and we're realizing, yeah, like, people that have 2.5 million followers are bigger deals than people with 1,500 followers. But at the same time, like, I think we're starting to realize like it's not necessarily the greatest indicator of whether or not you can put asses in seats.
3: Oh, that—that's not starting to realize. That is a hundred percent true. Like it, it was—it's similar to how we talked about fame yesterday. How yeah. just because you're YouTube famous doesn't mean you're a real person famous, and just because you have 10 million followers on YouTube, that doesn't mean you could sell a single concert ticket in Memphis, Tennessee, or Jackson, Mississippi, or Birmingham, Alabama. But your whatever it, your song video you put out might get. 20 yeah. million views. That it, they do not co- necessarily correlate. It's kind of wild. Um, I think we're reala- realizing that maybe with age, but I don't think young people realize that. <laughs> 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 I think it's yeah. So,
0: i I'm,
4: I care more about. I care less about the young people. Like, because in the end, like young people are always just going to want to avoid, of course, anywhere their parents are. Or the, right. You know. Aunt, no, it's, you know, it's the joke. The day Facebook died was the day that your aunt got off. That's right. Like, you know, like, so we all understand that. It's like, kids are always going to feel that way, but I'm talking more about decision makers. Oh, sure. I felt like for far too long, decision makers, and they probably did it just because it's a crutch to fall back on. Well, the data said this, the data said that. It's like, I feel like we're starting to get away from, all right, this, these numbers aren't the be-all, end-all. But back to the original question of the Grizzlies, does Kleiman lead the league in moves where as soon as you read it, you're like, is that good? Is that bad? Like, I have no idea. Like, I feel like we, I feel like we, we spend more time. Like last night was the perfect example of, like, I think it was good because it was swaps and whatnot, but I'm sitting there, I've texted two other buddies and everyone, and I, none of us are like, we're not smart, but we're not idiots either. And we Basically, our entire lives are like following sports, and if we're sitting here trying to like go thumbs
3: up, thumbs down,
4: yeah, what does the rest of the world do?
3: Right, I have no idea. Like, I saw this come across, and I and I went, I literally went on Twitter last night, thinking like somebody smart from around who covers the Grizzlies would have a take on this to help me better understand it, yeah. and it was crickets. Yeah. What
1: did Harry? What did it what was Harry, here's, what, here's what Harrington said. said. The and Grizzlies like, bought a lotto ticket, is what Harrington said today, because you're you're banking on. That these picks are going to be better than they are sitting right now with the current management structure, like in Phoenix, for example. Right now on Isaiah sure. Todd, that's just a piece. He was trying to get a fresh start in Phoenix. That fresh start ended pretty damn quickly, and he may not be even on the Grizzlies' roster. So that's he's going to yeah, be. I don't a, know much yeah. about Isaiah Todd. I'm uh, not familiar with his work. I think he, he be. Yeah.
4: basically. He played two years for the Wizards. But yeah, this felt like pretty low. I guess my deal was I was fine with it because in the end what Phoenix is doing right now does not feel sustainable.
3: No, like, no.
4: I, w- with a certain, like, because Giannotto and I have talked about this, like, we can't quite figure out how we feel about Ishbia because on the one hand, there's one thing I will never understand about these uber rich people, which is what's the point of being that rich if you're not just going to go buy a sports team? Right. Like, <laughs> like in the end, if I, like, the first thing I'm doing if I ever got that risk, which is never happening, it's like I'm buying a sports team. But these people that don't, like, like that doesn't even compute with him, like, I don't get it. Like, Warren Buffett makes no sense to me. What is the point of being Warren Buffett if you don't own everything? all, right. like all the sports teams. Because he likes sports. But I guess I'm willing to give Buffett a pass because at the time, he focused all of his energy on getting into Augusta National. And you could make a case like, in the 80s and the 90s, being a member of Augusta National was more prestigious than owning your own franchise. Sure. And so, like, I could kind of understand that. But, like, Elon buying Twitter rather than buying, like, the Steelers makes no sense to
5: me. <laughs> Elon
1: reminds me of my dad, only my dad's not wealthy um, because he he's the guy that likes to buy farms. He doesn't buy yeah, so no, I think that's teams.
4: probably fair. Yeah, like, I mean, and now... I also give Elon the, the, the foreign asterisk, like South African. Like I I can understand if you don't grow up understanding uh, how amazing (laughs) the NFL is, like I, I can kind of get it. And it's also like, okay, well, he probably's not all that interested in buying an EPL team either. So, but I do think you're right. Like he seems like the guy that would like, like would just want to go and buy like, Water farms. Yes. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, all right, well, yeah, that, that seems... By the way, and then he would, not a bad investment. We just think it's, well, yeah, that's the thing. Well, but he's also kind of like, to me, he's the same thing as now as when you draft a Georgia defensive player. Like, right. I just, oh, great pick, great pick. Like, whatever Elon does, I just assume right. because yeah. he has that much money, it's like, yeah, great pick. Like, yeah,
3: I mean, okay, he just I'll, buy, I'll he's just buying that. the thing he plays with. Yeah. And he, so he bought Correct. Twitter. That's what she said.
1: I think. No. <laughs> um... Jeffrey Wright is on with this uh, live from Texas. You were going to say, Jeffrey?
4: No, I mean, like, I just, I feel like climate is now, it's also, like, it's similar in this regard. We are still so scarred from, like, how the previous regimes ran teams
5: yeah. and that
4: they never, like, acknowledged, they never acknowledged, like, hey, in a small market, it's harder. Like, you have to, you have to do more creative things. Right. Um, and so it does also feel like, though, I feel like about half the time Kleiman makes a move, it's almost like showing off. It's like, hey, watch me do this, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to do some of these things where it's like people can't figure out what I did, and it's like, it's, and I just keep coming back to, it's my favorite line in The Catcher in the Rye. Like, all you have to do to make people think you're a genius is say something that they don't understand. And everyone's like, wow. It's like, I feel like there's a little bit of that right now with the Grizzlies. I feel like we do a little smartest man in the room at at times. But this also felt to me like, all right, the biggest, like, essentially what the risk is or what the bet is, you're betting that Phoenix is somewhat somewhat unsustainable, which I'm kind of cool with because I feel like that's a decent bet.
1: Yeah, but the smartest thing in the room for me went out the door, and he became like every other GM when we did the Justice Winslow trade. Um, and I'm not trying to bring up the negative trades. I think we just we, we were so crappy for so long when it came to some of these moves. We lucked into Marcus Saul. We're doing an edge work first round pop pick swap, so I think that's smart. But like, I, I have come to find that we're just not doing the really, really crappy, stupid stuff like we were doing, no disrespect under Chris Wallace.
4: No, I, I th- and I think that's kind of part of it. Now, if if you're a GM, uh, no one's going to bat a thousand. And no, never. Uh, and no. I don't. Ex- I don't think we should yeah. expect that. Yeah, no one's going to bat. But like, to me, I I care less about the Justice Winslow failure because I do think Kleiman learned a pretty important lesson, which is if you're going to make a deal with Pat Riley, mm-hmm. you better be a thousand percent certain that yep. he doesn't lose many of those. Like, and so. I think that's probably an important lesson. The one that's the one the things recently that I'm a little less iffy on is I feel like some of the draft picks have been smartest guy in the room, and that rather yes. than rather than pick, picking guys that have fallen and jumping on them, Desmond Brandon Clark, it's kind of like reaching to prove like oh we see something in these guys. But yep. I mean there is I mean in fairness to a guy like Laravia like. I don't know, two nights ago, you, you could start to see, all right, uh, Santi was really bad his rookie year and had a nice second year. LaRavia could maybe fit into that category, but it also makes you, like, I feel like the biggest thing we've learned this whole summer is we can talk about all these moves at the margins, and it's not to say that they don't matter, but I think what matters the most is what does Ja do, what does Des do, and what does Jaron do? And these things at the margins, like, can maybe help lift you up a little bit, but whether or not this team is successful at the highest level, it still depends on what do those three guys do.
1: That's 100 percent true. No, I think that's right too. Uh, final thought because you brought this to me, and I wanted to ask Gabe about it. So this we got about three minutes here, Jeffrey. I don't mean to cut you off. I know you're uh, trying to get your ticket situation solved at Moody there in Austin or in uh, Dallas. It sounds like um, is that Austin, where you're at? Austin? Austin, are in no, Austin. Okay, so there's
4: two Moody. Oh. There's a Moody Coliseum at SMU, but this whatever this new oh, brand the new span thing there in Texas. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. yeah new Moody.
4: You know, Texas, Texas had a Texas had an arena. I think that was. I think it was built in like 1995, and no. apparently it was. Okay. It was just outdated, so they just knocked it down and built like a new five hundred million dollar.
1: Oh, of course, that's what you do yeah. in Texas—just spend money. Correct. You know, but we were going to ask college football questions of, of Gabe, and obviously played at Memphis. But the Athletic released this college football survey. There's a bunch of stuff in here, but just kind of—it talks about. Access, how much it costs to watch your yeah. favorite games. Should players have a share of the TV money? Uh, coaches, they ask about Dion. Do you are you having more or less love for college football? What was the most striking thing in this in this survey? Before we get to Gabe on it,
4: I think the I think the fundamental part of the survey that that interests me the most was it seemed to be all the questions could be like really distilled down to this one thing, which is. Do you still care? Yep. And I, I think the thing that was interesting to me is I think what we're seeing develop is that people care on game day, but asking people to care like it's a 365-day thing, like you, it was once upon a time, that seems to me to be going out, out the door. Like, I just don't – I think they've made recruiting impossible to follow. Uh, you don't know, like – you don't really know what's significant. And – Loading up on, you know, uh, the one good thing I will say about the conference realignment is it does feel like there will be fewer, like, weeks where you just have dog crap games and that there's always going to be something, you know, some good games to watch. But overall, it just felt like with all these things happening, particularly simultaneously, it's like, do you find yourself still caring? And I I think that's that's what's going to be fascinating moving forward.
1: Jeffrey, enjoy the show. I hope you're watching it. <laughs> uh, that makes two of us. Now, who are you seeing? Who are you, who's the concert?
4: Blink. Blink 182. It baby. is Blink 182. The boys are back.
1: At Texas.
4: Uh, uh, Justin, see if you can get me uh, Tom's new Fender that apparently you can't buy anywhere. I'll, I'll work on that. Yeah,
1: okay. Thank you. Yep. Enjoy it, man. All the small things. Let's go. All right, boys. Okay. That is the great Jeffrey Wright from Giannino Jeffrey. He's on a heater. He I, is
3: uh, he's never short on opinions. I
1: think <laughs> he. He might have had a couple. He had a already. couple. Yeah. Uh, 2.31, we're running late as it is. Let's get to Gabe Kuhn from the Gabe Kuhn Show. I'm going to ask him. We'll ask him about college football. Sure. Um, JR shared with me, he and I, our, our children do not play football. They do not. Of course, Gabe did play football. Yep. Never out for surgery, I think he told me. That's crazy. And so we'll ask him about that. Next, it's Gabe Kuhn from The Gabe Kuhn Show joining us here on Giannato and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN next. Kick off the weekend with an under. I'm Joe Ostrowski here to help you beat the books with BetQL. The A's head to Boston having won two of three versus the Tigers, and they exploded for 12 runs on Wednesday. But
4: the BetQL model thinks tonight is an under spot at Fenway. BetQL has under 10.5 between the Sox and A's as a five-star best bet. They think this number should be just nine. I'm Joe Ostrowski. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL
3: app.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch
2: easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries
1: for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Today, Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota studios. Check out Red River
0: Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of GJ is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on
2: 92.9 FM ESPN. Today, it's special guest host Justin Moore
1: with Brad Carson on 92.9's Giannato and Jeffrey Show. So this is a weird deal. We have a show that's neither Jeffrey in studio or Giannato and there are two different dudes in studio with the guy who hosts 4-7. to 7. His yes. name is Gabe
5: Kuhn.
2: Yes, tune in 4-7. to seven. I'll D- be here. Yeah. I'll be right you here. Do it. Where <laughs> JR's at right now, I'll be right there. And by the way, thank you for bringing me into the uh, fight song. I, I, I still remember yep. my freshman year, Justin Fuente. Schooling us on this, he brought in the band director oh. to teach us the the fight song. Really? And we had to get it right. I mean, we had a an hour meeting a night until Words everybody was perfectly.
5: It's good. We, were you in tune? And he put
2: the O line in front of in front of the group to sing it and oh, lead the I lead. Like, I mean, Beautiful. he we had to learn it. I we like had that. to learn it. I, I I respect him for it. God, I respect him good for
1: it. For that. You got to you, you
3: got yes. to have some school pride. Right? Uh, really?
1: Justin is a, a law and order kind of fella. Am I am I hitting that right? Is he like organized, you know, buttoned up uh how, am I am I is that yeah. the right description law, of Mr. Law and Order?
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can go with that. No, Norvell probably even a little bit more so, He right? doesn't
1: seem as law and order to me though. Like he seems like a guy who flies around more. in a helicopter really? trying definitely to definitely really definitely more. I mean, but he's, he's a, he's a, he's a players' coach,
2: but more. I mean,
1: he. I mean, no, no earrings in the building,
2: no headphones oh, in the building. No, really? It's real. It's real. Yeah. Damn. No, there's no
3: jokes. Okay. Wow. He, run, he runs a tight ship now. Look at the insider he stuff d- we're yeah, getting. to. he does not strike me as the tight ship guy.
1: So we don't usually talk about the behind the scenes stuff about you because you're too busy giving takes on Victor Wembanyama and Britney Spears and, and Jake Laravia and by Jake the way. Laravia in yeah. yeah. his hot and cold yeah. summer league so far. More hot in the last one, but uh, of course Grizzlies are off till tomorrow. We've been talking about all these things. You're gonna have three hours to discuss it. I won't bore you with that. We don't get to talk about you. And I was telling Jr. Because neither one of our kids play football. I said because you're, you're people don't let their kids play football or they try to gently persuade their sons not yep. to play football to avoid injury. That's pretty obvious. And I said, well, you know, Gabe has. I I think this is Scrat never gone under the knife. And we were both kind of never. like, that is so rare. Have for you an never O-line. had a, f- a, a,
3: a You played O line, right? Yep. And you never got rolled up on? I feel like I got every- rolled up on.
2: I had, you know, a couple of sprained ankles. Drake says you shouldn't play with those. Um <laughs> I Heard that. I uh I had a couple of hangnails here and there. Yeah, um the broken fingers. I did have some broken sure. fingers, but never went okay. under the knife. Well, I guess uh, getting a getting a dislocated finger pop back good. in. That's a hurt one. I mean, ones. That, that, that that's uh, I would put that right there with going under the knife. Yeah. That's not
3: fun. That's bad That dudes. is
2: not fun stuff. Um and believe it or not I did it in pre practice when I when oh. I just dis- it was it was at a ninety degree angle oh. I did it, it in pre practice that one and, and hit yeah. a bag I wasn't hitting a real person I hit a bag and it just went a ninety it was degree angle the wrong I had to put the towel over oh. it not to freak out everybody else coming out for yeah, practice makes, um, make but you going to shock the, I, the worst I ever had was a was a sprained MCL that's it I feel like every offensive lineman is double knee braced <laughs> yeah I was yeah. double knee braced did, oh really I think I think my when I when I sprained my MCL, if I didn't have the knee brace, I think I would have tore it all the way through. And usually, right. when you when you the, the MCL goes, the ACL goes. Sure. But, um, got hit from the side in the knee and just sort of got lucky with that knee brace. Knee brace was bent.
3: Yeah.
1: It was oh my yeah, so Gosh. the yeah. knee brace was bent. I just can't believe. That, but no, incredible. never
2: never under the knife. And every single offensive lineman I ever played with went under the knife. Yeah. I had I had a buddy who had five labrum surgeries while he was in college, three on his right, two on Damn. his left, and still ended up trying to play. Tried to play through them.
3: <laughs> tried to do all that. I tore my ACL playing flag football. <laughs> <laughs> so how you made it through? I consider Reading myself. Work, yeah. I consider
2: myself 51 starts <laughs> later, incredibly lucky to never have gone through anything like that. I have to say. Uh, Did
3: you have any like any concussion issues? Um, no.
2: I, I had one concussion in high school, that believe it or not. not. Yeah. And I, uh, they, they, that's probably a good point there, Brad. <laughs> yeah, Do yeah you that f- we that we know of, that right. we that we actually tallied, uh, that, tally, that we that we put put in the uh, books. But it was in, in high school. I was playing basketball. Yeah, real undercut and bang my head on the ground.
3: Do you think it's an offensive lineman because even though you you're having collisions every single play, do you think it's because there's no like head running head start to where the, maybe the impact is not. The initial impact is not quite as hard, maybe, uh, but
2: sometimes you can get out in space and
3: you that's go true. for a cut block and your head hits the ground. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean,
2: there's there's a lot of opportunities to sure. have some head injuries, yeah. and I had a lot of buddies who did. I just never had one. Lucky. Let me say this never had one diagnosed. There, I, I, there think, I think I definitely there think there we go. I, I, I always
3: remembered the place. Yeah, Let me yeah, say that. Okay. I always remembered where that's my fair. name, the how month, many fingers, how yeah. many fingers you had um, up. Yeah. I was all good there. I feel like, in general, if you've played sp- any kind of contact sport, this you've probably had some undiagnosed concussions, most likely i mean yeah. playing basketball my head has hit the floor a few times uh you know those wet And you're bats. dazed you're dazed and you're like
2: mm, that doesn't feel good they, they do say like i i don't know obviously i'm not some doctor but when you get days like that yeah. you sort of have to come to there
3: is sure. some yeah. level of There's mild concussion that you're dealing with
1: certainly I gabe coon is in studio with J.R. moore and brad carson and so the reason why the tent is at the sideline it was a, they had the the pullover tents when you by the time you were arrived right nope. where the they didn't have the pullovers <laughs> no sir <laughs> So, sort of. so we were right. If you if you if you had to get checked out if you had to get checked out in private, you're going to the locker room. Yeah. And the pullovers are essentially for the tordal shots now, correct or incorrect?
2: Um, I, I would imagine there's some tordal shots probably. being administered under probably, there. or or the pill. They have the they have the tordal. Oh, I got pill. Just a direct
1: oh. pill. Well, yeah. that's much easier, isn't the, it?
2: Well, the shot gets there quicker. Yeah,
1: you would think. I'll tell you that. So if yeah, you're scared I of needles, I'm sure they yeah, need like the he, pill. Try this, not yeah, this. Yeah.
2: dealing with uh, two high ankle sprains my sophomore yeah. year, I did, I am I'm very familiar with uh, tordal pills and shots, and yeah, yeah. I I, I always uh, preferred the shot, believe it or not. No, I'm with you on that. Get there faster. Yeah, <laughs> I'm more yeah. of a shot
1: guy myself. Yeah. you know, I'm no not.
2: No I'm problem. not scared. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not scared of needles. Good though, for so. you. Yeah, that's that's. And you're a better player for it. Yeah, you
1: know, for sure. University yeah. of He's Memphis. Is a more available, available player yes. for yes. it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Damn that's, that's right. more like it. You hear about those 50 starts? Thank you. Uh, it's Gabe Kuhn, and uh, we're, you know, we, obviously, you're gonna have three hours to talk about Victor Wembanyama, who has his debut tonight in Las Vegas. A sold-out game. There will be a lot of talk of that. And you the think Ridley will be
2: there? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> what do we think
2: of that? I by the way, you want to go there? Yeah, uh, no, no, I, I sort of. I mean, so I, the it looks like the it Las looked, Vegas
1: police have the surveillance now. So go ahead. I saw it. It
2: looked there. as if, first of all, uh, I think the uh, the security guard just turning around and slapping, no matter who was behind him. I think that was, but it was strange. Was her, but we found out but it was her, her hand. hand her, yes, it's her. like it's quit hitting yourself type thing. That's yes. sort of, that's sort of what it looked like. I, I her know. own hand hit her face.
3: This seemed... When uh, I was t- talking about, we talked about it yesterday. Yeah. I talked to my wife about it last night. Um, and so weird being and around random. Being around people who have personal security guards, yeah. like I just, I, I've been, a, I've never had one myself, but I've been around and I've worked with dudes who have them. And I, the guys who were good, I know how they like, just how they respond, and usually they yeah. they don't escalate situations. However, that being said. Um, you know, we just had half on yesterday talking about when Brandon Ingram walking down the street with two Nordstrom bags like it with no security, nobody bothered him nothing. Right. That that was how long? When did he get drafted?
1: That's only Eight, been nine about, years ago. Uh, maybe that. maybe five to six so something like that. The
3: world has changed. So maybe number one, they're not maybe they're not accustomed to having that yeah. hadn't, seeing that kind of security mm-hmm. all the time. Second, she did come up from behind. Yeah. It's not like. Uh, It's not like she came up from the front side and he saw her and slapped her away. It's almost like an initial – there's a stranger's hand reaching up to the guy who's guarding. And so your initial response is to knock the hand away. Yes, and the hand just happened to hit her face. And and you don't know whose hand you're knocking? Nobody said, hey, I'm Britney Spears. I'm about to touch your guy. It was just She like sprinted a, up. Yeah. it's just a girl she, running up behind <laughs> yes. and reaches a touch of your guy. She, she, so as a security guard, you just no, knock the hand away. I agree. She needs
2: to be. She needed to be a lot more uh, uh, socially aware why in that situation. Has, why
1: did she? not just look at him and say, "Hey, it's Brittany, bitch"? And like, <laughs> you know, like. And
2: you know the the thing that got lost, and I talked about this yesterday. The thing that gets lost in this whole thing. Brittany must be a, a hoop fan. She's a hoop savant. T- <laughs> we laughed about it yesterday. Like, let's be honest. Get out of here, she's sprinting after. Maybe yes. she's sprinting after the guy that's 7'4". That's usually Thank a good bet, right? No. Good but yeah. Butt yeah. at the same yeah. time, I have a feeling like she... Uh, there, there was somebody who put it out there back back in the day in her music. She made references to NBA stars
3: all the time. Okay. Her, she these, might be a hoop savant. Well, we
1: know porn stars uh, have these <laughs> relations. I didn't know Brittany was part of this. One
3: of the stories said she was a basketball fan. And we made we joked about all? it yesterday. We were like... What if, like, Britney like really knows the ins and outs of like, like a one three one of summer league basketball? No, yeah.
2: like, is yeah. a
3: huge NBA fan and like is like follows the draft incessantly. Like, what if she's like in in? She knows one three one. She and knows she, all of the details. And she watches all the NBA summer league games like in her from her hotel room. And she's like, I see a guy. Maybe, yeah. Maybe,
1: maybe, maybe she's, she's in she's Vegas bananas. for I'm summer sorry. league. Who knows? I knows? there are no charges filed because it was her hand not, hitting her own that. face, in,
2: and this is that's where it's at. We'll leave it at this. That is it. That is the most 2023 headline. AI-generated no. headline I've ever so seen honest. in my life. Yeah. It's unbelievable.
3: <laughs> that a police report that was filed so because of I that.
2: Woke up to that. I woke up to that headline and was just like, "Is this This has to be fake. It, this has to be fake. It's un- incredible.
1: It is incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> and, yeah, and I was going to ask you about college football. We're going to scrap that. Uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> could. you could. Hey, I'm, I'm no, here. Well, the you al- got me. Jeffrey, I, I actually prepped it out because Jeffrey brought to us this athletic. Would you rather do that or, or hoops? I, you tell gonna, me. You're going to have you, three you got hours it. on hoops. Yeah, so you I thought, got it. okay, Come so on, I'll go to the college it. football stuff. We, we looked at this thing. The athletic, and that's Gabe Kuhn's voice you hear. He's here four to seven weekdays on 92.9. Uh, that's J.R. Moore. I'm Brad Carson. The athletic college football survey is out, which means we're getting closer, Gabe, yes. to your favorite sport, college football, NFL. But in this survey, it's really interesting. They do they they talk about Dion. You know how will Dion do? Mm-hmm. Um, what new coaches? Hugh Freeze being one of them. Zach Arnett at Mississippi State will do awesome. Which one of those will fail? Um, but then it really gets into the heart of this thing with players getting a share of TV money. One of the questions: Yes or no? Access is it costing too much to access your favorite football games? Because that's become a topic of conversation because right. of these TV deals, or just to buy tickets to go to your favorite football game. And the final one, and we'll start with this one. And it, it's a pretty long survey. It talks about USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. Do you hate or love that? Do you love what's happened with Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC? You hate or love that one? But I'll start with this one. Do you enjoy college football less or more than you used to in the past?
2: Um, that's that's hard for me to like. I mean, asking me that is just yeah. unfair. Yeah, I, so I've always loved that. it, and then believe, it's more but, than ever. I mean, more or just. Stalemate, even chateaued. Sure. I've always loved it. it. It's always, up you know again. what I mean. But like, I, I think ultimately, I see where people would say less. Though, I, I think, I think when we talk about big names, access, uh, you know, who's up there at the top, how predictable it is, I, I, I can see where people would go less. I'm always going to be more. I played it. I understand it. Yep. I've been around it. I think we're adding access with a 12 team playoff. I, I have to
3: say more. I can see where we could go down a path of, of. It depends on who your favorite team is. Yeah, right. If you're not a fan, like this is what worries about being a Memphis fan. If you're if you're a Memphis fan, I can see where you might start enjoying it less because you're. It seems like you're you're just getting shoved further yes. and further down on the on the totem and, pole. And but if you're in a fan of a Power Five team, I can see where it's even better.
2: Here's the big stress that I have about the future of college football, is. We're, you know, Nick Saban's already getting out ahead of it, saying, okay, we need to pay, pay these guys like their employees, yep. hire, fire, <laughs> cut, wow. yada, yada. Yep. There's only two conferences that can afford that. Oh, yeah. The Big Ten and the SEC. Right. If we ultimately go that direction, teams like UL Monroe, teams like Georgia State, they have no chance of footing that type of bill. No. So, what happens with those football programs? They become a complete a division two, if two. you will. Yep. Like, I. I see these slippery slope conversations, and I think they're real because I think there's ultimate. Ultimately, when you look at college football and the money being moved around, there's there's a fair amount, a substantial amount of greed involved in all these decisions behind realignment, uh, TV contracts, how they're positioning themselves, and, and I see that greed taking over year by year, and it just scares me for where we could right. be headed in the future. So I mean we're just going to have to watch and see and I don't think anything like
3: that happens for at least another decade but it, it it could head there. I mean you say that as wild as it sounds of like paying them as employees, who would have ever thought that USC and UCLA would be in the Big 10? That sounds right. so like outrageous and makes no sense. They're like But it's, it's wild still how, how how but beautiful it's money. how beautiful of a business move is. It ultimately That's, great, let's right. that's be exactly honest. Right. So it's money. So the when it comes down to it the money talks. Yeah. And if 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 you want to keep getting the best players and you go, how about we just play you as employees? Then yeah, but it's it's are.
1: weird still. Like I went to the Notre Dame-USC game in South Bend because that is a historic rivalry. Yep. Much yep. like Stanford has its other rivalries. I think sure. Notre Dame plays all of these traditional yep. rivalries. But Illinois and USC in Champaign, Illinois... <laughs> That just is. <laughs> it it really hits cares. differently, bro. It doesn't hit at all. Does it not? <laughs>
2: I, I, I think. I think having USC in Champaign, Illinois, brings butts to the seats. I'll tell you that I do right too, now.
1: Though I guess. I guess that. And you have to look. Well, Penn State. Okay. Does let's it.
2: let's 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 remove the Big Ten conversation because I think we. Some of the – like Big Ten, has like all those historical rivalries right. that they try to play up. Let's talk about the SEC. Okay. Oklahoma and Texas. Every single matchup, like a yes. bad week, is Texas Mississippi State. Correct. I hear it. That's a bad week. That's That's like the matchups week after week after week in the SEC are going to be great for TV, but I get scared of, okay, the TV ratings come through, they see them, and they start to try to create
5: more of those matchups and they start
2: to grow that conference and start to expand and just take the money, take the money, take the money. Ugh. But I Big Ten I think's a little different. USC and Illinois doesn't really It, it does, still it, hits it, and by the way they may But, not, I, but Illinois playing anyone does it really
1: No, no It doesn't do anything right. for you, right? How like dare, to be fair. How dare you How dare you? Brett Bielema has I have his tat on my my left arm well, right now. Honestly, I got recruited
2: by I got recruited by Illinois when uh what was that guy's name? The guy who who faked the medical Zucker? reports. Uh, no, Z- not no, uh, Z- the guy who faked the the medical reports. I'm not thinking of his name. Oh, right that's now. sad that I can't remember. He faked medical reports well, you know and he got fired history. for it because he like there's dudes with torn ACLs and he told them they had you know meniscus oh. and he put them on the field. Yeah. Geez. But uh, yeah, I wanted to go to Illinois at that point. I'm glad that didn't work out. No kidding. I'm glad that didn't work out. Mike but, Thomas.
1: No, oh, that's the athletic director who is fired. Oh, they, I'll, they I'll figure it out. I'll yeah. figure it out here in a second.
3: Well, USC Illinois is going to put butts in seats, but as UCL Illinois gonna put butts in seats because
1: who cares about UCLA football? Hey, nobody cares about Missouri football, Gabe. <laughs> uh, eh. I mean, UCLA they have to play games against I, Memphis and St. That, Louis. Well, I'll say this: I, I
2: think when it comes to when it comes to Missouri, they really they they own the state of Missouri. Yeah, they absolutely do. and like St. Louis, St. Louis and yeah, Kansas City tend to latch on to them. And I guess there's some Kansas fans in Kansas City, but they. they Mizzou does well that's for themselves. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so who, there, is who is coming out there? Who is going
1: to be the
3: football team that the other people in St. Louis care about? And by Tim Beckman, by the way, was it, the Illinois. Guy's Illinois,
1: right Illinois right. is Mizzou. Gabe's Crowell. right on that, uh, but but they do they do a lot of these Illinois Mizzou rivalry stuff with right. basketball in particular to try to bring them in because it's right in the middle. Sure. There. Back to the original prompt.
2: Yeah. Like I I I have plateaued. I just I love college football. I love the NFL as much as I've ever loved them. Yeah. Um. But I see I see, <laughs> the problem is just sitting in the seat I I have. Like I just. I see a direction where I would start
1: to despise where where we're headed. If I that makes it, sense, JR I like that. That's it. that's the scary part. Jr. headed. It. It's it's the Memphises and the Americans yes. of the world. It's it's the Mountain West. Hell, the of the, world. The, the, the bottom of the Big Twelve. The yep. uh, bottom of the a- right. ACC.
2: I
3: mean, you got to be worried in this day and age. If yep. you're not If right. you're not producing. You you could get left behind. It's when the it's when the potential of your team feels like it's going to be a division two team. You're like, yeah, oh, wait a minute, yeah. this is it's not right. It's a little right. scary. It's this a little not scary. Great.
1: Not gonna lie. Well, we pay big bucks for the afternoon show, as you know, here at uh, 92.9. So I want you to have an hour to prepare. You know, go into your soft meditate. space, meditate. Yeah, we have the Zen room in the back. <laughs> You know, you can go I haven't back been to shown that room. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Sorry about it. Where that. the hell? Where's that room?
3: <laughs> it's on the other side of the office. Yeah, we have yeah, napping pods in here yeah, too. It's, the it's, it's called the yeah. Elvis room. You can lock the <laughs> okay, door. Okay. Oh, oh, oh the I've side. seen. The, okay, I know <laughs> the Elvis room. <laughs> yeah. You know the Elvis room. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. Gabe
1: Coon, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. 47.92.9 FM ESPN. Gabe, thank you so much. Appreciate it, fellas. Gabe with Connor this afternoon at four. And by the way, who's on the show? Real quick, I have Kelly Ico. who will join at six
2: o'clock to talk talk some. Dylan Brooks, hey. uh, sign-and-trade. He was the one who sort of broke the news about Dylan Brooks going to be a rocket at some point in the, in, the, in, the, in the contract details, so we'll get into that, some national NBA. 5 o'clock, we'll, I'll get into some college football with uh, Chris Vanini. Oh. And then along the way, I'm going to add a uh, a segment in there called This or That. Um, we got a new segment? And it's going to be pretty fun. I'll say that. It'll be at 5.30. It'll be fun stuff.
1: Is it as fun as what JR and I are going to talk about next, which includes Dennis Rodman getting a new face tattoo? <laughs> of his girl. Well, let me not, you, let me not ruin it. not ruin spill the tease. It's fine. Uh, of yeah. his girlfriend. Find his out, girlfriend. Find out uh, which cheek he put it on. <laughs> I don't know. You, <laughs> you blew my segment.
5: It's okay. <laughs> Dennis Rodman's face tattoo and more. The list is next. Thanks, Gabe. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.